Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Uh, wasps by 12. Dogman? Wasps, wasps by 16. Wasps by 26. Wow. Ooh. I think it'll be wasp, but could be a cracker. Okay. I don't know I'm, why I'm... I said 26. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to ruck again. Uh, our weekly Times and Sunday Times podcast. Only two weeks to go, everyone, till the end of the home season. Then six weeks of Lions when the ruck goes bi-weekly. Yeah, lucky okay. listeners, I think, is what we're okay, saying. Okay, lucky it? listeners. Okay, it's twice a week and twice as good. Uh, thanks a million for downloading us, uh, for listening to us, and thanks for all the kind comments that we've had on social media and rounding about uh, rugby. As usual, we try to bring you a fantastic panel of top rugby experts. Sadly, they're not available every week. So today, we've got three others for you. We've got um, Alex Lowe, of the Times, formerly of the Press Association, so a real journalist. Owen Slot, my colleague from the Times, the Times rugby correspondent, and the Prince of the Pop Papers, <laughs> Adam Hathaway. One of my uh, family said today, is the Dogman on today? I said, yes, <laughs> Adam Dogman Hathaway is with us today. It's been an amazing week, amazing match on Saturday. Alex, uh, give us one good memory, one warm memory. Uh, of the past week for you I think um, I didn't get the chance to go to Edinburgh for the Champions Cup final and actually one of one of my best memories of the week was, was still around that game sitting at home on the sofa with my youngest son who's nearly five who asked to sit down and watch it he lasted about ten minutes but it was just the idea of him kind of sitting next to me and watching the, the big game on the telly was kind of warm the heart yeah, we're That's off with a big sweet, emotional, <laughs> sweet emo- emotional thing. Uh, Adam, first of all, I think we should go to the usual. Uh, Ninja, <laughs> we're only second this week, your greyhound. Uh, yeah. Are you fooling yourself? <clears throat> should he be called Claremont? He's always second. Well, um, actually, my, my mate Dan, who runs the syndicate, informed me last night that Ninja's on the up and up. Our other right. dog, Mora, disgraced us. Mora? Came, came fifth at uh, yeah. Hove on Saturday, so England is staying there in Brighton this week so I'm thinking of getting Johnny May to teach her how to sprint Right, fair enough but we, we need better news your, your memories of the past week Hathers On Saturday at Murrayfield there was obviously a lot of Claremont fans there who were brilliant and slightly fewer um, Saracens fans but also the great thing about that final for me it happens every year is people t- turning up even if their team's not there you know there's Leinster jerseys there Munster jerseys um, Leicester all sorts so makes it a good occasion Right, fantastic and uh Owen, I was I was actually going to say the same as Hathers. Uh, um, Sorry, just wandering around town, seeing all these shirts, and wondering why the guy from Quinns bought the ticket in the first place. I mean, what <laughs> did he think was going to happen? Well, I mean, I, that, you know, we love the positivity, but 
You talk about positivity. I saw someone there with a Newport Gwent dragon's top. Now, that's optimism. <laughs> that is optimism. I just thought it was, it, it, it was a wonderful occasion. For me, um, just as... I don't really want to go on about rugby all the time, but so obviously yesterday at White Hart Lane, well, we've done talk the about dogs, emo- we? talk, we've done the dogs, but talk about emotion. Um, I'd, all my three kids watched it, and they all stayed till the end because they're all Spurs members like myself, a little bit older than Alex's, uh, and um, unbelievably emotional, especially when Lord Harry scored the goal. So, uh, uh, as a West Ham fan, can I just wish Spurs? All the best luck in their new stadium and hope it goes as well for you as it's gone for West Ham. Well, I tell you what, it's not actually, <laughs> the stadium is right on top, almost right on top of the old one. So at least we didn't buzz off to use millions of, of public funds like you did. <laughs> it does actually, on rugby though, Wasps have moved, Saracens have moved, some clubs have moved, moved grounds and made a big success of it. So. Yeah, OK. Well, then, And then there's West Ham. And then there's West Ham. Um, have we, had, okay. have we talk, finished talking about Spurs now? No. Saracens guys a magnificent occasion magnificent performance against what I thought was a fantastic team Uh, we're now talking about Saracens with superlatives are they the best English club or conceivably the best club that we've seen since the pro era or maybe any time Owen you can kick off with that I think I think they may well be in time because I think the the mark of this team is they've hit the heights and they're still young they're going to get better They've recruited, I think, brilliantly for next season. They're losing Jim Hamilton, but they're bringing um, the giant Will Skelton. Uh, they're losing Chris Ashton, and they're bringing Liam Williams. So I think both of those are upgrades. Um, uh, Callum Clark's coming in, and I think they'll polish him up and, and turn him into something really special. Uh, and But the core of the team is this group that came through their academy, and they're now all in their mid-20s, and they're just hitting their straps. So I think they will get better. Uh, in terms of in terms of greatest ever team, um, they've done the double which uh, uh, in Europe, which Leicester did. But that Leicester team then went and qualified for the Premiership finals for the for the rest of the decade and the following century, didn't they? So I think they got to put some more years into it to to, to really um, challenge for 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 what we're what we're talking about, greatest ever. But certainly they belong right up there in the conversation. I agree. I, I, it's funny, I, I read your piece this morning with interest about the reinforcements. I think it's a long time before we can say that Liam Williams is definitely an upgrade on Chris Ashton because Chris Ashton has been absolutely wonderful lately, but that, 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 that's just I an just opinion. I just think Liam Williams does more. I mean, Chris Ashton does what he does brilliantly, but mm. we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's, um, okay. Um, I mean, talking about the greatest side in Europe, which you've got to consider Toulouse, you've got to consider Leinster, you've got to consider Leicester, my favourite is Wasps because uh, when they won it under Gatland, uh, they went through a ferocious programme, one away in Munster, etc. Beat Toulouse. But uh, Alex, um, are we talking about the super superlatives now with Saracens? Yeah, I, I would agree with Slotty. I think the most exciting thing about that club is that, that what they could go on to achieve. You know, you talk. We look at the players who who are just enormous on uh, on Saturday. Billy Vunipola, Maka Vunipola, again, those guys. They're just. They're still in the formative stages of their career. You know, they've got, they've got five, ten years where they, they're only going to get better. I think. Yep. And Mark McCall was right. Oh, I think it was Mark McCall who said it after. You know, this team, there's more that they can go and achieve, and and the culture they have, and which we've spoken about on previous podcasts, and the recruitment that Sossi just mentioned. I think they are already up there in that in that top bracket with that Wasps team, that Leicester team, um, <coughs> Stuart Barnes's Bath team. Um, I just. 
I think they, they can now kick on and, and claim that for themselves. But simply by what they've already achieved at such a young age, they have to be up there. North London's own. Um, well, I made a lame attempt on Saturday night to get Mark McCall to say they were the greatest team ever. Didn't work. Um, but I did. I you did use. I did use that, I, yeah, that. I did use that Leicester team of 0-1-0-2 as an example. But he he made the point, like Alex, that uh, the most exciting thing about Saracens is their age profile. Yeah, true, sort of 25, true. 26. I mean, the thing is, it's, 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 no one can prove it one way or the other. It's just fun. It's ideal to speak to in an environment like this. But, I mean, Bath did win an absolutely glittering array of trophies year after year after year. But having said that, the Saracens, to me, are the best team I've ever seen in the European Cup because of the sheer power with which they've gone through the latter half of the season. They were challenged all the way by, by, by Claremont, never lost composure. What do they do? They've got to come off the field this week, got an easy game at Exeter. Where the hell would you not want to go after being, you know, being in, doing 15 rounds with Claremont, Exeter? But what a fantastic game that'll be. But Saracens, for me, have got some, some kind of inner assurance. They've got an all-round game. Their attack is beautiful to watch. I put them top of the teams I've, I've ever seen in Europe. What interests That's me, Jonesy, is um, is what's what's going to stop them. So, so that they're, they're on the, on this track. What could derail them? The question may be: What happens when Mark McCall goes? I mean, we mentioned him a couple of times already. He's the sort of the quiet genius behind the whole thing. It, there's got to be some big offers from international teams coming round the corner after the next World Cup. If he's not offered the Ireland job, I'd be surprised. He would deserve it. Uh, if you if you start pulling people away, I mean, they're not going to lose Owen Farrell, for instance, but you wouldn't want to pull him away. You wouldn't want to pull Billy Vanapola away. But players are, are, are replaceable, but... but Mark McCall sets the tone and the culture, doesn't he? I'm Alex? Yeah, and he, he does. And they have, they've managed to generate coaches underneath him. You know, we think we talked before about Andy Farrell coming up and, and then progressing on to international. Paul Gustav the same. They don't, they don't seem to lose anything within their coaching structure. But, but you're right. And, and Ed Griffiths going was, a, was an interesting moment because he had been at the forefront of, uh, of the kind of the building of the new Saracens as, as the chief executive who was quite happy pushing the envelope trying new things he went and actually the, a lot of the, the club's ethos remained the same in terms of these trips and, and all the things that they, they do to help build that place um, but yeah Mark, Mark McCall is the glue that holds the rest of it all together and, and it's, it's funny because I, I think that uh, he may, may well totally be in line for the Irish job but you could never get two more different coaching jobs in professional rugby because you've got this community thing at Saracens you know you've got their their their, their um, um, Everything that they build around the, around the club, you've got this process with which they identify players, bring them up through the academy, day-to-day -day stuff, day-to-day -day stuff. They go away together on trips, etc. Um, and, 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 and suddenly he would be away with, with, with Ireland in a great vacuum with nothing to, nothing to do for day after day after day. So it'd be fascinating to see when he does go. But um, let's, go, let's just go straight on to the semi-finals now. I mean, there's no escape for these guys. Out they go against Exeter on Saturday. Exeter, as we know, will be more fired up probably than Claremont. The crowd will be more almost as fired up as Claremont's. Where's that going to go, Adam? Um, well, it's hard, it's hard to say how much that uh, Saturday's game would have taken out of Saracens. I mean, a few years ago, when we had the old-style playoffs, the winners of the league didn't play. They had a week off as yes, well. Yes, they did, yeah. And we always thought that uh, they would be undercooked, so maybe extra would be undercooked. I can't see it, personally, but it should be proper tear-up. I think they'll just be coming to the boil, won't they? <clears throat> There's no excuse for extra, not for extra being undercooked. They, they've, they've got every advantage by having... 
the, the, the rest and the, and the extra week's preparation. Yeah, I, I think that, you're right, but I think what Adam's saying is that what, there was a time when the, 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 the team that uh, went straight through the final had a bye week yeah. and often actually affected them adversely in terms of the results. Mm. But no, I mean, I don't think Exeter are, are ever not going to be at the party. Alex, uh, any chance for any chance for Exeter? Oh, there's absolutely a chance for Exeter because they're a team who've strung nine bonus point wins in a row. To, I mean, that's that in itself is an, is an achievement. I, there's a chance for them in the same way there was a chance for Claremont uh, at the weekend. I just don't see at the moment anything stopping that Saracens train. They can. I mean, you talked about their achievements in Europe. They they won that trophy by winning in Toulon, who admittedly aren't the two involved. They won at the Aviva. They they won at uh, Murrayfield. Going away doesn't doesn't scare them and they can rotate players I, I just don't see I don't see them being stopped at this stage Adam uh, pop paper story on Saturday will it be the shock or will it be the reimposition of the of the Saracens iron will well is Exeter winning at home a shock I'm not sure it is ok against but against you I mean, against Saracens, I mean I, I personally my money will be on Saracens to to get over the line somehow, they just got a habit of doing it. Well, what's interesting about those two teams? If you if you if you did that thing where you you pick one team out of the two clubs, I mean, how many how many extra cheese players would would you have in there? You'd, you'd, you'd struggle to get. That's right. A bit, but have you not got the essence of the Chiefs there? Isn't well, abso- that their absolutely. I mean, there are six um, Saracens going on the lines till there's one extra chief. There's, you know, Exeter don't don't aren't overwhelmed by international call-ups in the Six Nations yet. Yeah, there they are. I mean, that, as you say, that that's what's so special about them. But Saracens would say, well, that's what's special about us as well. Sure, I think absolutely. they share a similar spirit. The two clubs actually. Yeah, they it's do. Just that Saracens have more stardust there. But actually, the what makes both clubs tick is is very similar. Okay, we. Uh, I don't think any of us are going to go for an extra to win, or are we? I, I just think it's going to be unbelievably close. Uh, isn't it fantastic? It's week 197 of the season, but we're still looking forward to it, looking forward to get on the train to Exeter. We're not looking forward to coming back very much because that'll be about a 48-hour job, but uh, just absolutely marvellous, marvellous prospect. Guys, are we going 4-0 for Saracens, but very, very tiny margin? Uh, yeah, I'll go Saracens yeah. by six or seven points. All right. I'll go Exeter in a massive shock, although a point to the people, it's not a shock. I'm going to go with the dog man on this one. The do- okay. Yeah, I think Saracen's just edge. Dog man's always right. Okay, well, there is another uh, semi-final. Um, and what, what a game it's going to be. I think Wasps expect that uh, the visit of Leicester uh, will be a sellout at the Rico, and that would be just just marvellous. Contrasting styles here. Also, uh, Alex Lowe, um, Leicester have been usurped as the king of the Midlands at the moment. They've got the... They've now haven't got the biggest stadium. They haven't got the biggest recent record. They only just struggled into fourth place. So, uh, what have we got there? Well, it will be an occasion to say that the Wasps sold out thirty-one thousand, I think, for the last round of the of the regular league season against a, a changed Saracens team. Um, but with the, the big Midlands, it's always been a huge game, isn't it? In recent Premiership history, Leicester Wasps, Wasps Leicester. Now they have that kind of local rivalry as well, and Wasps have have usurped them. Um, in terms of uh, all, all those elements you say the s- support but also results and um, I think Le- Leicester go there galvanised they've had a, a strange season three head coaches and yet they've still managed to to find a way through into the into the playoffs to maintain that record that you know, they've always been there again I can't see I can't see them upsetting Wasps other than the fact that they should have a bit more power perhaps in the tight five because Wasps got some injuries but the way that Wasps played against that changed Saracens team I wouldn't say a weak team because 
Schalberger was starting. I mean, it's not a week; wasn't a week Saracens team, but the 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 pace and accuracy of their of their bat line. If they can get some some decent ball, then then they'll be uh, a real danger. Adam is the only way that uh, Leicester can win this, though, to, for them to, as they say in Australia, go the biff and uh, really get stuck in in a physical game. Yeah, probably uh, go the biff and do it like the old Leicester boys would have done, but. I mean, Leicester have got this brilliant record of <coughs> qualifying for playoffs the last hundred years. They've also got an appalling record of getting spanked when they get there in recent years. I mean, remember they they lost by about forty at Bath a couple of years ago. Um, I could, you can see Wasp cutting loose and really um, putting them to the sword. Oh, oh and yeah, we were talking yeah. earlier about uh, what's this possibility behind the scrum? Is that going to be too much for the Tigers? It should be for me. The, the only thing, the only thing that could turn the fixture in, in Tigers' favour is the psychology of it. So, Tigers are more more the underdogs than you've, than they've ever been before in this circumstance. And Wasps are more the favourites. That there's so much expectation on them. If Wasps lose, then they've had a failure of a season, pretty much. So, what that that could that could work both ways. That that could that could be the poison in the in the minds of the wasp uh, of the wasp players and and Leicester will go there thinking we ain't got anything to lose here boys um, uh, on paper and on results and on form there's no way wasp can lose this and Alex um, sorry but we, we, you were talking earlier about you, you you were one of the judges in the try of the season and uh, one man seemed to figure in almost all his attacking movements yeah Danny Cipriani so I was going to say history would suggest that to win a, any title whether it's league Europe or World Cup you actually you can't go out all guns blazing. You, by the time you get to the knockout, things tighten up. And we saw it. Saracens beat Bath in the final. Bath tried to run them off their feet. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Leicester in last year's semi tried to run bath, run Saracens yeah. off their feet and, and it didn't work. Um, Wasps had, seemed to have a bit of a wobble post-length, so they dropped Cipriani. They, they, they were they looked at their style a bit and talked a little bit about tightening it up. But then in that Saracens game, they went out running, and I, I sat through and watched all the tries, or the top five tries from every round uh, of this season, and every Wasps try, and there were a lot of them had Cipriani doing something magic, magical, or, or sometimes very simple but brilliantly executed. And he, he has his he has his fans, he has his detractors, but actually he's critical to the way that they think they're going to go and win this league by. By creating things, and the players around him um, are all on the same page now. And, and obviously, he's, they have some defensive frailties, but he is at the heart of, of everything that, that they've done offensively this season. That that is the reason that they finished top, and did the reason you, they are where they are. Did you also judge Cock up of the season because he'd presumably be in the, most of the highlights of those as well, wouldn't he? There weren't. There wasn't a sponsor keen to back that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, the Cock up of the season is the only a, a trophy or title that's not being awarded in this award season. We are, we are all on so many award panels. We ought to be given the panel... Uh, Podcast of the season. Pod, well, we're on the podcast of the season. Have we won that already? I think, well, I think so, yeah. But we're also all on the <laughs> panellists of the season. I think I'm on 47 panels. I think I picked a different player of the year on all of them as well. Anyway, that was... Um, we'll just go quickly down. Uh, I want uh, the name of the winner at the Rico Stadium and, as, and an approximate margin. Alex Lowe? Oh, uh, Wasps by 12. Dogman? Wasps was by... 16. 
Wasp by 26. Well, wow. I think it'll be Wasp, but probably about less than 16, but uh, could be a cracker. Okay, Mr. Conviction Owen Slot has already regretted three seconds ago saying it's going to be 26 points. <laughs> Do you want to we just give you one more chance to revise that 26 points, Owen? Wasp by 36. Right, thank you very much. <laughs> That's what I like. There's a semi-final day at the Guinness Pro 12 as well, or days rather. Uh, Friday night we've got Leinster versus the Scarlets, and uh, on Saturday we've got Munster versus the Ospreys. Now, Welsh teams have made a late charge to get in there. Whether or not that makes them um, contenders uh, against the two big um, Irish teams away, it's difficult to say. Um, have to say that uh, Leinster and Munster are really carrying the tournament in terms of crowds and an interest um, um, because there is a sort of nether region area of the tournament which is really almost sort of going down, disappearing down the gurgler. But um, Leinster, uh, can, can, can I, let's put it this way, can any either of the Welsh teams uh, knock over any of the Irish teams on Irish territory? Adam? Uh, no. Um, in a word, uh, been the only time, if you look at the European campaigns, Leinster got knocked out by... Claremont, no disgrace there. Munster got knocked out by Saris, no disgrace there. I think they're way above anything else in the Pro 12 and it'll probably be an All-Irish final. Oh, and uh, any, any hope for the Welsh there? I'd love, love to take an opposing opinion, but but that um, Pro 12 was a, a bit like the old um, sc- uh, Scottish uh, uh, football league with Rangers and Celtic just exchanging it year in, year out, and no one else quite coming close. It would be brilliant if there is an upset. Scarlets are, are on much better form than Ospreys at the moment. If there is an upset, that would be the one Scarlets at, at Leinster, but I would be very surprised. Stuart, Stuart Bowne spent ages uh, um, on Saturday night telling me why Scarlets do have a chance. Uh, something to do with their front row playing really well, but uh, when Barnsley backs the Scarlets, I think we can all dive in on Devon on Leinster. Alex, um, Leinster and Munster, fair play to them. Uh, came very, very close, uh, or at least reached the, reached the, the major knockout stages. Uh, very, very good sides. Are they great sides? But, uh, but can they be beaten this weekend? Well, they're not great sides. Um, they've been significantly better Leinster sides in in the last five years. Munster are getting their feet again, finding their feet again. Um, they're sort of rebuilding stage after losing a lot of their big names to retirement and, you know, Ogara and Doug Howlett and, and those guys. I think they are, uh, under Razi Erasmus, starting to find an identity again and um, they've obviously been, in, it's an emotionally charged year. They're not great yet, but they do, I think they are on the move. Um, but yeah, an Irish, all Irish final. Okay. Owen, oh, just to remember that we're appearing at her forum on uh, in Dublin <laughs> on Tuesday, so uh, we better revise that bit to say these two marvellous, outstanding Irish teams have got They're brilliant, aren't chance. they? Uh, Absolutely love them. I've always said so, unlike, uh, unlike the doubters in this room. Um, let's just go on to um, uh, Will Hines. Uh, his name emerged this morning because he has joined the England training squad uh, for their training at Brighton. Um, after his career making baked beans and tin tomatoes, he's now in the England rugby squad, even though he's not English. Now, he's 30. I remember um, Eddie Jones specifically ruled out Guy Thompson from one of his squads, the excellent wasp back rower, because he was 29 and he, he, he didn't feel he could do anything with him at that age. Hines has come from nowhere. Um, we're already on record in this podcast of being completely bewildered by Eddie's selection for Argentina. Now there's another bewilderment, Owen, with uh, the appearance of Heinz, who's had a reasonable but not a great season in the England squad. Yeah, and it comes only a week after Eddie picked Jason Woodward, the 
Bristol, now moving to Gloucester, fullback, who'd only, um, uh, he's a Kiwi, only arrived in Bristol uh, in, towards the end of the autumn. Uh, and, 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 he, and, then he, and now he's there as well. The, um, these players, I don't, I'm not sure they're going to get a cap. Uh, that This isn't a training squad specifically for a game. Um, but for me, it's more the, the message. What does that say to, to English uh, players who have uh, spent their life dreaming and working on this? Um, what does it say about the English system if they if a couple of Kiwis come in and all of a sudden they leapfrog right to the top? I, I just think it's it, it's very worrying uh, all round in that respect. Uh, look, uh, I mean, um, we've had this discussion about Eddie, and we you know th- th- no one has to tell any of us about what he's done for English rugby, put them back on the map, give them the momentum, etc., etc. But fr- frankly, it's now beyond a joke for me. I I felt anger after that European Cup game, seeing the likes of Richard Wigglesworth, well, how masterfully he played, and the sheer brilliance of Alex Good. I watched him again on tape this morning. Um, the, the, the brilliance of which he, and the creativity of the guy. And as you say, uh, 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 oh, in the phalanx of uh, you know, people who deserved a chance, just being discarded. And frankly, it's become for me rather distasteful. Uh, Alex, what's, um, what's the selection of Heinz tell us about, about the whole thing? Well, it, it, exactly as, as you guys have just said, I, Eddie's selection policy, which, is, which was so rigid for so long, has, has now taken on a sort of scattergun feeling where all the, all the, all the players who've, who've earned an <coughs> opportunity have suddenly been discarded, or not even discarded, overlooked. Um, even for the tour, you know, Dan Robson, Joe Simpson, they're not there. They can't be in this training squad. But I, I've, I just do not understand the point of picking Willie Hines. He's not going to be in the World Cup squad it, it's, a, it's only a training squad and they'd be much better off having a look at the next generation and picking someone up from the under 18s even the under 20s it's, it's a ludicrous selection Adam you've been through the, the other contenders okay we know that Eddie didn't have access to, mm-hmm. to players from top teams but I mean there are some he could have chosen surely well there are a lot of foreign number nines in the, playing in the premiership um, unfortunately um I mean, there's a lad Cook at Bath, which played a bit, a couple of boys at Gloucester. I mean, it's only a training week. Why? There must be a 17-year-old or someone like that who can stand around and throw a few balls at the fly-offs. I mean, this uh, Hines qualifies for his grandmother. That law is an aberration. Um, we've got rid of the three-year rule. I think we should try and get rid of that one as well. Yeah, there's another, yeah get rid of all grandmothers and grandfathers. <laughs> well, I mean, qualification. I don't mean mm. euthanasia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the enlightened podcast. We've actually taken yeah, a stand we, against euthanasia. We, yeah, we want everyone to keep on living. <laughs> there have been three Kiwi-born players picked for England squads since the end of the Six Nations. Yeah, yeah it's, look, uh, it's almost the unseen thing. I mean, sometimes um, you think Ben Tiho, he may be qualified, but does he deserve to be a line? I, uh, you, you, could, you, you could disappear your own backside in these, but uh, it's, it's becoming, at least as Adam said, they've taken a stand somewhere. Let's carry on and to, to uh, erase grandparents and then um, we may be getting somewhere. <laughs> Okay, we're now just going to discuss the Shorten game because uh, it's uh, Sevens weekend. HSBC World Series comes to a climax at Twickenham uh, on, on Saturday and Sunday. Slightly odd thing because as you see at most Sevens tournaments now, including Hong Kong, which is absolutely brilliant, there's a kind of two elements to it. There's the play on the field, which most people try to, seem to ignore, as they come dressed as all sorts in, in, in the crowd. And the great cheers in the crowd, especially in Hong Kong, are not uh, reserved for the great play. They're, in, they're reserved for the streakers or someone who's just drunk 25 pints straight off. 
Uh, my son, two years ago, went dressed as Michael Van Gerwen, the, the darts player, is hero. So that took some doing. Has Sevens, uh, uh, Adam, has it been boosted up by the, 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 the World Cup or is it still slightly a backwater at this time of the season? I think it's been a backwater at this time of the season. There's a lot, a lot of other stuff going on. I mean, this London, it's all very good for a day out, but... I call me an old curmudgeon. I'm not a fan of T20 cricket either. Obviously, Sevens has been around a lot longer than T20 cricket, but it does seem all a bit hit and giggle when people are there for the uh, there for the beers, really. It, it, I think it does. Alex, um, there's a couple of teams coming up. The ranks, though, the, the, the Fijian team, who are the young players who've, uh, who've impressed you in the Sevens so far? Well, actually, Fiji have underperformed in this seven series. South Africa have been the team that have particularly yeah, but impressed. Just before we go on, <laughs> surely, surely there must be a couple of these, this great warrior race from the South Seas. There must be someone who's impressed you in the Fijian team. Uh, ben Ryan's left a very strong legacy there, but it, they've, they've taken, they need rebuilding. Uh, oh, you're, you're a proud Englishman. Um, who can we look for in the English team this weekend? Uh, because they, they, I think they, they did very well in the um, most recent tournament. Coached by Simon Amor, what, how, is the future bright for the England Seven? My, my view of the way the, the Olympics has affected the, um, the Sevens, the, 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 the world picture of rugby and, 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 what's, and what Sevens is going to do is, is not necessarily that it's going to change English rugby or our approach to Sevens in England. It's changing... Uh, and bringing the game to 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 the to other countries, newer newer rugby nations, the United States and and Kenya, for instance, in sevens, they 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 punch um, really well. They're they're sure. they're outstanding teams. So so they're coming through. So they'll galvanise rugby in those countries. And I think if there has if there is going to be a change, I think we'll see that in the women's game uh, around the world rather than. Uh, um, it, it, we won't see English rugby is not going to change particularly, but as an advertisement for women playing the sport, I think it's. Uh, I think the Olympics um, uh, probably will be shown to have made a change. Maybe it's too early to have judged the fact that the, that the world, rugby world is totally different now. But I think that's where it's gone. I, t- I totally agree. I still, I've always had a, a, a just an anxiety that. Um you know, there are not many teams are ever going to win Rugby World Cup, the 15 decide game. Just makes me think that sometimes governments and players and the, and the minds of coaches will think, well, we're never going to do that. Let's try and win something in the sevens. And I, and I do think that possibly America and Kenya and other places are now saying, look, you know, the, the sevens has become the big, the, the, the huge thing. Sevens is huge. They're unbelievably fit, unbelievably committed. Uh, the, you know there there is a, a fantastic World Seven series, which, to be fair, has put it on the map, has put it on the Olympic map. So they, let's wish them well. Let's also hope that the crowd, um, uh, whether or not they're dressed as darts players this weekend, let's hope they uh, they revel in in the rugby because there are some great athletes out there. Frankly, Perry Baker uh, um, is just such an absolutely magnificent uh, sprinter to watch. If he gets the ball with a yard of space, it's a try. You know? uh, that is worth uh, g- going to see. If um, you were going, what would you be dressed as? Would you superhero? Steve, Steve. Was that that's your sort of uh, domain? I'm dressed as a superhero now. Um, <laughs> Harry uh, Kane? Uh, well, I go as Harry, Harry Kane. Kane. I go as Harry Kane, yeah, with a d- d- funny, rather f- odd accent, but um, <laughs> I'd be scoring frequently. Thoughts turn to Lions now, just at the very end of our podcast today. Won't be long before we're down there. I'm looking forward to uh, hiring my first car. Driving a Ford Anglia is always um, <laughs> is always a joy. Have they arrived now, have they? Yeah, yeah they're, they're, Anglia have gone. Apparently, shops are open um, on Sundays as well as uh, during during the week. 
And uh, as we speak, uh, there's arrangements for our podcast uh, being made. Uh, a, a, a cable ship's just left Tilbury Docks with the, with the cable to introduce telephones over there so we'll be able to get back to you with our podcast. Alex, uh, Lions, uh, any likely Lions, anyone in form you saw, anyone you thought on the weekend, God, they should have gone? Yeah, we're all well-versed in the, 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 kind of the competition in the second row, but Joe Launchbury again in that game against Saracens was just immense and almost with every week that goes by you, you kind of wonder how he hasn't managed to force his way in albeit it's an incredibly competitive position that's a good start Alec, um, and Dogman <laughs> <laughs> well I know I know you've banged on about Richard Hibbard before but he, he um, his display on Friday in the Challenge Cup final when Gloucester lost to Stade Francais um, just put the tin lid on the argument really I mean I can't see how he's not in that Lions squad I can't say he's not in the Welsh squad he must have upset some, somebody just seems bonkers oh, it, it, you both boosted audience figures by watching uh, some Super Rugby on the weekend what did you see? Yeah, I watched uh, the Crusaders uh, Hurricanes game, which st- struck me as uh, sort of their the two top top teams. Uh, the Lions will play them both. Uh, Crusaders have been unbeaten all season, and Hurricanes um, have uh, most of the. Barrett family playing for them so this should be outstanding so what was interesting was uh, Crusaders dominated the game they absolutely smashed them at the set piece um, uh, the Hurricanes scrum was going backwards and the All Blacks uh, superstar the the player of the year from 2016 uh, the guy's been anointed as the as new and better than Dan Carter Bowden Barrett he uh, struggled behind a pack going backwards he did not step forward and take control of the game he looked human like that very significant okay very quickly that's what's our week ahead as the season reaches a climax Alex Lowe Uh, first thing on the agenda is to go to Brighton Tuesday and try and get my head around Eddie Jones' selection and and talk to him about what on earth he's thinking fair point you need about three weeks for that Adam (laughs) Uh, Saracens tomorrow to go and try and find somebody I haven't interviewed about seven times this year (laughs) and then uh, Exeter on um, Saturday, hoping our journey back is a bit better than it was a couple of weeks ago when we took about 19 hours to get back. We did, but fair play. We were all starving on the train. Adam bravely jumped out at a roadside halt because we were starving, ran into the buffet, came back and was royally received by the lads where he produced 22 cans of beer and no food. <laughs> <laughs> Owen? I'm, um, I'm tracking down Lions captains. There are 13 living Lions captains. I've got 10 so far. The rest of the week is tracking down the final three. Fantastic. I'm going to see a great line. I'm going to see him at the Y Valley on Friday, the great Steve Boyle. Not been in the media very much, very much lately. Looking forward to Exeter and Saracens as if it was the first game I'd ever covered. Thanks a million for listening to us. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.